Hey, All Things listeners, you are listening to a special episode of All Things Today. This episode is not part of my regularly scheduled season, but rather it is a standalone and unsponsored episode. It's a recording of a conversation I had with my friend and brother in Christ, Pastor Marwan Abul Zalaf, about 12 days ago. I've had Pastor Marwan on All Things before. He is a husband and a dad and a church planter in Beirut, Lebanon. Because Pastor Marwan is a Christian brother in the region, I thought of him right away on October 7th when Hamas horrifically attacked Israel. He lives just a few hours drive north of Gaza in neighboring Lebanon, and he has much family history as well as present ties to communities in the region. Our conversation is a chance for you and me to hear from a Christian who was born in the Middle East, moved to the U.S. as a boy, and then moved back uh, about nine years ago as a church planter. Our conversation, as you'll hear, is not necessarily a discussion of politics or policy or even the current war per se. It's really an opportunity for you and me to have ears to hear from a brother who is and has been personally and deeply affected by all that is transpiring. As always, with all things, I hope and pray that this episode honors the Lord and that it serves you, the listener. I hope this is just one of many opportunities that you're taking to lean in, to listen well, to learn more, and to pray for peace and justice and God's will be done in the Middle East. Be sure to check the show notes if you'd like to, if you're interested, if you want to keep learning more, there will be some things there that might be helpful to you. And as always, I am grateful for you tuning in. I'm grateful for you and I'm grateful for this conversation and for Marwan, and I'm thankful that I can share it with you today. Thanks. Welcome, friends, to this special episode of All Things. When um, the war broke out in Israel this past weekend, when we heard of the attack of Hamas um, in Israel, I knew right away that I would like to know more, that I wanted to be better informed, that I wanted to um, at least scratch the surface more deeply than I have in the past. You're probably like me, and you feel ill-equipped to even read the headlines and decipher articles and know exactly what to think and how to pray. Um, It feels quite overwhelming. At least that's how I feel. One of my first thoughts was about my friend, Pastor Marwan, who is in Beirut. He has been on all things before um, as we talked about the explosions that happened in Beirut. I think our conversation, Marwan, was over a year and a half or so ago. Um, But I thought of you and your church and your family as you live just hours outside of Israel and what's going on there now. And you are a believer and a church planter and um, just a faithful Christian brother in that context. And so I thought, it might benefit the church, and I knew it would benefit myself to hear some of how you're processing what's going on, um, how your family's doing, how your church is doing in the midst of this war that has surprisingly um, started in the last few days. So Marwan, let me first say thank you for taking time. I know that you, your burdens are heavy in this moment, and you're um, recording this episode uh, at night in Beirut. And so thank you. And can you start by introducing yourself again to our audience and letting them know a little bit about your heritage and your current role and calling there in Lebanon? Sure. Thank Yeah. Thank you, Jen. It's good to be with you. And uh, yeah, as, as we kind of said briefly uh, right before, I'm, I'm thankful for you. Uh, we've not met in person, but you are a, a friend and a, a dear sister, and you, and you have reached out uh, on different occasions over the years uh, just to ask how we're doing, to let us know that you're praying for us. And that, that means so much. And so uh, thank you for taking the time uh, and, and for, yeah, for even this. 
Um, yes, yeah, so uh, my name is Marwan, pastor, uh, City Bible Church here in Beirut, Lebanon. The church is five and a half years old. Uh, my wife and I have been in Lebanon for seven years, uh, but in the Middle East uh, for a little bit over nine. Uh, we were in Dubai before that for a couple of years. I have two young boys, Noah and Shaya, uh, and yeah, the Lord Lord has been faithful. Uh, as you mentioned, the explosion and other things. There have been lots of different hardships that have happened uh, in, in in the time that we've been here in the Middle East, uh, serving for the sake of the gospel, uh, and, and and yet we've seen God's faithfulness. And so, uh, yeah, briefly about me, um, and even maybe why, why we're, we're having this conversation. Um, so when I introduce myself here in the country, I, I try to explain that I'm a mix of the region. Uh, I have Lebanese and American citizenship. And so since the age of seven, I was raised in, in the U.S. Um, but I also have ties both uh, uh, to, to Palestine uh, and uh, to Iraq. My mom is Chaldean. And so kind of a, a mix of the region. I was born in Kuwait. And, uh, and so uh, w- why even talk about this? I think because it's... Um, it's something that has affected me in different ways. Uh, and I've seen a change kind of as we open up this topic. I've, I've seen uh, a change even within myself of how I view these things. And so it's grown to become uh, kind of a, a bit of a, a greater passion. Um, so, yeah, so that's, a, that's briefly uh, who I am. Um, and then looking forward to this time to some yeah, degree. thank you. I'm a bit nervous. I don't <laughs> right. know if looking forward is the best way of saying it. Uh, but I'm, I'm, I trust this is of the Lord and I'm, I'm thankful for the time with you. I agree. Yeah, I feel the same way um, as I have been praying about what this episode might look like. Um, obviously, you and I both, our heart is first to honor the Lord, and but we also want to serve the church. And so we do embark on this conversation with um, hesitancy, some trepidation as we realize mm-hmm. that um, there are strong feelings regarding um, Israel and Palestine and what's happening and strong feelings here in the U.S. And and so, yeah, my you and I both have admitted freely our understanding in terms of politics and in history um, is going to be insufficient, especially mine. You know, clearly you know far more than I do, especially mine is insufficient, though. But I think it just helps the church and it would serve the church to sort of humanize what's happening. These headlines are mm. awful. The scenes are awful. Yeah. Um, but I'm like, what is, what is it like for a brother in the faith nearby? So I, I think, you know, starting us off, maybe it would be helpful for those listening because most people listening will probably be Christians in the United States. Right. So maybe um, ground yourself a bit like, you know, where did you grow up here? Where did you go to seminary? What's your the- theological yeah. background? What's your church like right now? You know, give yeah. us kind of that theological introduction to who you are. Yeah. And then let's talk more also about just the human angle of of how you're experiencing what's going on right now. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Um, yeah. So, so I grew up uh, as a nominal believer, oh, sorry, not nominal Christian, kind of by name alone. Both sides of my family, uh, as, as far as they go back, they identified as Christians, but but we know that just uh, the name of Christian doesn't necessarily mean you understand um, uh, the gospel of grace, uh, the gospel of Christ, that we are saved by grace alone through faith alone. Uh, and so that happened uh, when I was in the U.S. Uh, as a uh, younger boy and uh, went to a kind of a, a non-denominational uh, church uh, in, in the U.S. in San Diego is where I grew up. And uh, o- over the years, uh, I-, I would say, usually I describe it this way, that uh, my, my theology became more reformed, uh, my ecclesiology became a bit more established, 
um, started seeing the role of the local church uh, in the life of the believer, uh, and so and also also the, the role of uh, the gospel to be central uh, in all of life. Um, and so I, I think I'll also say uh, as, as a preface, um, I am not a political analyst. <laughs> I, I uh, uh, I'm, I'm a pastor, um, American Lebanese. Uh, I kind of put the American first because uh, the language that I'm stronger in is English. And most of my life, since the age of seven, I, I lived in the U.S. up until nine years ago. Um, and so um, kind of say that as a preface because I, I, I'm not going to know all the, uh, the the deep political history or be able to cover all those things. But, but the way that I'm looking at these things are not only as, as, a, as a Christian uh, who, who uh, believes in the sufficiency and the authority of Scripture, who understands uh, um, eternal things are more important than temporal things. Mm-hmm. Um, but also I think there is a bit of a, a unique, if any, and anyone has, has read uh, an article that I posted a couple of years ago or published um, just about uh, Palestine and Israel and Zionism, these are hot topics. <laughs> these are topics that... Uh, no one really has time for, um, and they're they're touchy, um, and in, in some ways it's the uh, the untouchable topic as I've as I've come to see. Now I'm uh, part Palestinian. I have uh, I have an auntie in Gaza. Uh, my uncle lives in Bethlehem. My family name comes from uh, kind of before there was borders, uh, right? And so kind of the, the northern uh, Levant area, uh, northern Palestine. Uh, just outside of Haifa, which where most of my family originates come, the, the uh, uh, Abuzolov family. Um, and so um, I'm Palestinian as far as uh, culturally, um, I'm a believer as far as my primary identity. And yet the church that I came to faith in, um, that the Lord saved me and grew me, uh, was a church that's very pro-Israel. Um, very. Uh, we, we talked briefly, and, and the article uh, that, that, I, that I wrote um, some years ago would, would give a bit more information. But I think most churches in the U.S., uh, if, if we're being, I think that's a, that's a fair, um, mm-hmm. fair thing to say. But most churches are, are pro-Israel, whatever that really means. Uh, but, but they are pro-Israel um, as God's people, as chosen people. Some churches uh, go a bit farther down that line. The church I was a part of was, was more so. I had an Israel flag um, in, in, in the church. We talked regularly about Israel. We, we went on regular trips as a church and hosted dignitaries from Israel to the country, uh, to, to our church. And uh, all that to say, so I, I think there is some uniqueness in that I'm a Palestinian who yes. was v- very much, and I, you know, I say this with, with a, a slight um, mindfulness that this, that this sound by itself could get me in a lot of trouble, but I was very much pro-Israel. Um, you know, uh, growing up in a church, you trust your pastors and your leaders and you just see how they divide God's word. And so you read Romans 9, 10, 11, and how can anyone come against God's people? Um, replacement theology and all these, all these things. And so, so I speak from a place um, of awareness, of tenderness, um, of mindfulness, uh, but, but, but really also a recognition that if I couldn't see some things and I have blood um, connected to this, uh, at stake, if you will. Um, I understand why others don't. 
Uh, and so it, it took a long time for me to be able to see some things that I'm able to see more clearly now. And if I'm being honest, it's because I'm out of the U.S. Um, mm. Able to see things and maybe there'll be opportunities to share some experiences that we've had even here in Lebanon. Um, and so anyhow, so, so I think that's, that's the background. Um, so it really is a desire to, uh, what I've done privately, uh, people will reach out to me on social media or text messages friends, not just people, ask me questions about these things over the years. How do I think about this? I see this and I don't understand that. Uh, would, would you help me see something I don't see? So I've kind of done this privately for a long time, helping people to uh, prioritize Christ and the gospel uh, and mm-hmm. uh, the dignity of uh, human life, those created in, in God's image, uh, and yet know that these things are challenging and uh, controversial. Um, and so now we do it a bit more publicly. Uh, yeah. Again, because of what's happening in uh, in the, the fighting down south. Yeah. Um, Marwan, what? Tell me about your church now, and maybe your um, why you guys ended up heading to the mission field and planting there. I think that's one. You know, having been a missionary myself in a much safer yeah. context, every you know, I never lived in a context like yours. Um, but there is something to that living outside of the U.S. that kind of wrecks your worldview and the way you see things. So I can certainly relate to that. Um, yeah. but yeah, what is your church like now? Why did you go to the mission field? What are you in a denomination? Tell us a little bit more right. about right now. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, and so we are, um, you know, uh, how, how do we describe ourselves? We're, we're connected to the Lebanese Baptists. So we're an evangelical church recognized, uh, here, um, in, in, in the country. Uh, it's an English speaking church. Um, and, um, our church currently by God's grace, I think the last time we talked, I told you we're between, 40 to 50 adults on a Sunday. Um, currently, we're, we're right around 100 or so on a Sunday morning. Uh, and about 60% of that would be locals. And so we, we planted this English-speaking church with the hope to reach our city. Um, and uh, again, w- with the understanding that God's regular means of making himself known is through the local church, uh, through his gathered people, through the preaching of his word, and through the display of the gospel, as we love one another and serve him and serve our community. And so um, the reason we came back to Lebanon, I, I never lived here. I was born in Kuwait. Um, and again, I didn't mention this, but we were on vacation in the U.S. In summer of 1990 uh, and Iraq invaded Kuwait. Uh, and that, that's how we ended up um, in the U.S. And I grew up there. And so I never lived in Lebanon, even though I've always held citizenship here. And without getting to all the details, ultimately uh, came here because we saw an opportunity. Um, an open door for the gospel, uh, a, a way to minister. And again, the reason we chose church planting is because um, it's it's what we see uh, in, in scripture and also historically. Uh, Reformed Baptist, I think, is, is kind of the very uh, general way we can we can say that um, how I view scripture um, and, mm-hmm. and view, this, view the church. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, given that you are in, help us geographically locate where you are. Yeah. Um, where is Beirut in relation to what's happening on the ground right now and in Gaza? Yeah, so if, and- if you were to look at a, at a map and kind of the, the main um, uh, main cities, main port cities, if you will, and you can look at a, you can even turn to the back of your Bible if you'd like, and you can you can mm-hmm. <laughs> follow along. Um, but right below us, the next kind of port that that juts out. Uh, would be Sidon. So go. that's about 30 minutes south of us driving. 
uh, cited from from the Bible. Uh, and then and then you go down a bit further, um, uh, and you see Tyre. Mm-hmm. And so the next port down would be Haifa, which is in northern Israel, northern Palestine. Um, and and then you go a bit farther down, then then you'll get Gaza. So we're I mean, I think if, if the, the borders are open and the highway stretched all the way down, uh, I can probably drive down to Jerusalem or Tel Aviv uh, in three, four hours, something like that. So, mm-hmm. so we're very close geographically, but the borders are closed. Uh, and so, so, yeah, that's where we are. So uh, yeah. Israel is just south of us uh, and Syria to the north and east. Um. Is Christianity legal in Lebanon? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, it is the, uh, the the one country in the Middle East uh, that is not under uh, Islamic law, mm-hmm. and so uh, Christ Himself preached the gospel of the kingdom here. Um, oh. And uh, there have been Christians living in Lebanon uh, since Christ Himself walked walked here, and so it is legal um, up until. And this is part of the reason why we came out here. Uh, about 100 years ago, I think 80% of the population would say that they identified as Christians. Um, today, it's uh, closer to 30, 35%. 100 so, years ago, it was what percent, did you say? Uh, uh, over 80%. Uh, 80, over 85%. 80%. Wow. Uh, and so be- because of persecution, because of uh, mm-hmm. wars, uh, because mm-hmm. of difficulties living here, as well as uh, uh, opportunities outside of the Middle East, uh, many Christians have left, uh, sure. and so it, it, there, there, there was something there in God drawing us that because so many left that we um, mm-hmm. felt called to to come back. Yeah, can you tell us about Christians on the ground in your region, in Lebanon, in Israel, in Palestine? I mean, um, yeah. I know that you know you are not a political analyst, and that is a big question. Um, but I think you know, oftentimes we think of Muslims and Jews. And we right. forget that there is a very real Christian population that our brothers and sisters in Christ are there on the ground. Right. Yeah, exactly. And, and honestly, maybe we'll be able to come back to this. Uh, it's that um, I think a, a big part of the problem is um, in the West, we think Arab equals Muslim. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's our understanding of the Holy Land. Uh, and so the only people who honor the true God would be Jews, um, his people, right? And so, so I think I think the narrative is just off because of a lack of education or understanding, um, uh, and that's not a condemnation. That's just reality. Um, my my own in laws uh, didn't know exactly the geography of, of where we are, which is which is okay. I I, I didn't know uh, I didn't know where Arkansas was on the map. Um, if I'm being honest, I knew somewhere, somewhere in the middle, right? And so unless you're connected to something, there's no reason for you to really know the depths of it. Um, uh, and, and yet there have been Christians here uh, for millennia. Um, there have been believers in Bethlehem um, for millennia. Now, certainly because of different reasons, uh, uh, there are fewer and fewer. Some controllable, if we're being honest, others uncontrollable. Um, the majority of Christians in the Middle East would be uh, not evangelical. So you're talking uh, Orthodox, Roman Catholic, um, Eastern Orthodox, and, and, and such. So, okay. um, but yeah, there, there are Christians here uh, throughout, throughout the region. 
I, I think I heard on a podcast this morning that it counts for about 1% of the population in Palestine and 1% in Israel. Does that feel right to you? Does it feel like it's a pretty small population on the ground? Uh, I, I, I want to say it's higher than that. Yeah. Uh, in, in, not, not much, unfortunately. Um, and again, 